Today, to get my guest, I had to pixelate his face, distort his voice and beep his name, and still, I had to make an offer. He couldn't refuse. He had a fairly nondescript childhood until his mom remarried. Remarried to the mob, that is. Here, how he was pampered and protected as a child and grew up under the watchful eye of members of the club. Not the mafia, not the mob, the club. I learned a lot and I heard some juicy stuff I couldn't use, unfortunately. Part one is a fascinating look into the real daily lives of one particular connected family. Feuds, plots, incidents, and accidents, and mostly his spoiled childhood who was spoiled rotten. My guest tells all, well, mo, well, some really good stuff. Pretty good listen. So sit down, strap in, turn on and turn up this pixelated episode of Tony on the Mic. So I just want to make sure of the ground rules because I definitely don't want some of this to blow back on me. I don't want to be in an awkward position and I'm not trying to discover anything. Don't worry. I mean, I seriously, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want anything at all, no matter what. I won't hurt you. Okay, this is just supposed to be fun. It's just supposed to be a good time, a few laughs. And if we can learn a little bit along the way, that's great. I only want you to have some fun. Well, mark that under interesting idea, poor execution. Uh, I was trying to do a modulated voice bit, but it sounds more like a robot than a distorted voiced uh, former child of a gangster. Or I'm not supposed to say gangster. Our story begins as these stories often do. So you switched it from Brasco to Gotti? Um... Or got Close. Um, Hoffa to Hoffa <laughs> to Hoffman. So this is somebody we could Google if you gave us a name. Sure. Okay. Not Gotta gonna get. happen. Who <laughs> I don't care about your curiosity. You know what curiosity did to the cat, don't you? Story, story, story. That one was just sad. When my mom died, that was her dilemma. She said, you know, do I get buried next to the husband of my children or the man I spent the happiest years of my life with? Which did you We cremated her and put her on both. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence and this is Tony on the mic. Today, I have a very hush-hush guest, and I'm not allowed to mention his name or promote him in any way. So, we will call you Nathan. Okay. So, I have today, and has a very protected background, and before we get started, why don't you explain why we can't use your name and likeness in promoting this? I had, uh, my mom remarried when I was 12 years old. So um, when she remarried, my stepdad and my two sisters were like a new separate family. Um, there were some issues after, uh, right around the time I turned 15 or 16. And within the family, um, there were uh, a couple of unfortunate situations that happened and actually two of my cousins were killed actually murdered and it was a result of some family issues long-standing not anything in my family but okay, no. in my stepdad's family wow and 
I got told you had a, a bodyguard going yes. to school. Yes, I did. That's insane. All right, we're going to get to that. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of beeping in this podcast. <laughs> and actually, he's wearing a veil right now because I'm not allowed to see his face. Uh, <laughs> so It's your, cute. It's your, cute. Your promo promo picture uh, on this one may be a little little crazy but you're from uh upstate new york tell me tell me if i delve into to uh you okay. know, secret grounds and when did you move to san diego 23 years ago okay so actually i've been here longer than you yeah i've been here for about 26 years and you came from chicago right i came here from oregon okay. but i grew up in chicago yeah. okay and uh let's see you went to college where'd you go to college um oswego and syracuse both okay now somebody could look those up and do a reverse image search and find out all the students. <laughs> now, I, I, and I don't mean to make light of it, but it, is there somebody do you think that may actually be looking? Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't completely gone away yet. There really? are still some issues, it's and still, and I wow. still have one, two, three cousins that are um, that I don't. I can't even talk to anymore because they're sort of dropped out of circulation i know they're okay because we have a way to pass messages back and forth shut up no we what, do without giving away too much like like what they call mm -hmm. us the phone ring once and hang up like i did to my girlfriend in high school to tell her uh, no 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 okay. they're right <laughs> um it, it it would be um sometimes it'll come through as a spam call on my phone and it'll be certain digits that show up and number. i'll know what it means yeah oh all right all right so now so now if i want to find these people i could trace your call but i guess you probably get enough spam calls. yeah you wouldn't i'm gonna make you really uncomfortable yeah you would <laughs> now nah, you're not gonna make me uncomfortable every, every, i've been through it all every nugget you give up <laughs> i'm gonna find a way to put your life at risk uh then get back to school you studied computers because you're college counselor said computers are going to be a flash in the plan yeah he see he said to me i took every language that i could when you say um, language you mean like dos and basic yeah and fortran fortran rpg i did everything uh cobol and cool. uh at the time when it's when i was going for my first year of counseling which would have been in 70 something um the counselor said to me because i was very interested in what was happening with computers big computers and he said it was never going to trickle down into the general population and this was in the 70s 70s yeah. yeah okay yeah so um i then just i bounced around from school to school picking up every computer language that i could and uh i got to be pretty good with it and it says he spent the next 25 years doing software stuff. development something about managing multiple legacy systems yes um what i worked for a large company are you allowed to say um a pharmaceutical company okay and uh i did software development so it worked my dog out. likes you i know so. <laughs> he, oh, okay Dude, easy. he already got the memo right <laughs> So, okay, you work for a large pharmaceutical company doing what with computers? Software development. Okay. So what we did is we did computer programming for scientists. Oh. So it was pretty intense. And um, after 27 years, I said, well, I'm done. I, I just felt like I was over it and didn't want to do it anymore. 
so I uh, I just said all right let's let's move to California and uh, we came out started looking at houses found found a house on our third trip out bought it and um, had and the your people addresses hmm? your address is it's on Sisson Street <laughs> Now, easy folks who may be looking for <laughs> that's my house. He's joking. I'm going to have to really give this a clean to make sure I get your name on. Uh, then you got into insurance? No, I, I actually, when I first came here, I didn't have any intention of working. It was oh. just to retire. Um, and then a friend of mine worked for Nordstrom and asked me if I'd be interested in working there during the holidays. And I said, yeah, maybe I'll do that. So I worked for a few weeks, and then one of the buyers came and said, hey, would you be interested in working for corporate? I said, sure. So I, I did that for about a year and a half, and then at that point they were going to dismantle the corporate presence in San right. Diego and move everybody back to Seattle, which is where they were home-based. So... They gave me an offer to go to Seattle, and I said, no. it's never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. No offense to the good people of Seattle, and Seattle's a great place to visit. But oh, yeah. you don't, in my humble opinion, leave San Diego for anywhere, especially no. Seattle in the rain. Absolutely. And I'd been there eight or nine times with the company, and I'd never been there when I didn't get soaking wet or rained on. So hmm. I don't even know if they have sun in it's, you know, it's funny because uh, Anthony is Anthony and Lizzie are in Alaska right now, and they see some bald eagles, and uh, they haven't seen a bear yet. They're still looking for a bear, a couple golden eagles, and a whale jump out of the water. But Lizzie had been back to the Portland, Seattle, I think she said five times. It's never rained because she goes in the middle of the summer, and oh, it's yeah. like, don't, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They're, they're lying to you. They're trying to trick you. Then... 45-ish years ago, you walked into a drugstore, and you saw someone behind the counter. Yeah, and I asked a friend of mine who that was. I uh, said, who's that tall blonde? And uh, she said, oh, you want to meet her? And I went, no, I just wondered who it was. <laughs> and then when I left the store, she came back. She went over to our mutual friend and said, hey, who was that tall guy that was just here? And she said, you want to go out with him? And she goes, no, I just wondered who it was. <laughs> so uh, we we played cat and mouse a couple of times, and uh, we started going out. And I think we were married six months later, and that That's was... It said you're engaged after eight weeks and married after six months. I yeah. would advise against that, yeah. typically. <laughs> Well, things were different then. Yeah. Now, it worked out, obviously, 45 yeah. years, and you guys are still blissfully married. Yep. So, that's pretty impressive. Now, did she know your dirty, mysterious little bit. Little bit. She, she yeah, know she's, she knows. Everything now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And back then? No, she just, my family was well known, so she... Uh, got it? You hmm. got it? <laughs> no, it was... <laughs> it was... <laughs> do, you, do you know where Hoffa's? Hoffa. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, uh, when you visit Donnie Brasco in prison, what does he like to play? When you, <laughs> I have his number in my phone right. if you want it. See if you can come on my podcast. No, we'll get more into that in 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 the next segment. 
first segments just to get a little bit to know about yourself. What do you like to do for fun? What are your uh, What are you watching right now? Uh, I, hacks. I don't know hacks? if you've seen it. Yeah, it is it's amazing. Great. Amazing yeah, show. Smart. Yeah, I, I'm not into a lot of series shows uh, because I don't want to dedicate that much time. Yeah, but um, I did watch Hacks, and it's to me, it's uh, yeah. I figured out on the second episode, it's loosely based on um, Joan. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So. That makes sense. Um, all right. We found out that you commit quickly. You uh, committed to your wife after eight weeks. You were engaged, and that seemed to work out for you. You are getting pushed around by my dog. <laughs> Folks, for those of you who don't know, I have a about 150-pound Mastiff mix. He's part King Corso. Very affectionate. And in a seat with wheels and so he's going for a little ride around the room it's going to be hard to keep the the microphones balanced but we're going to come back and i'm going to ask you some questions and i hope you can share some good stories about your secret life and uh, i don't want you to get in any actually i i'd, I'd love for you to tell something oh for crying out loud it's donnie brasco He's calling. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back for our second segment. We're going to learn some dirty business about our guest today. And uh, if Duke lets him breathe, we'll continue with Tony on the mic. And we are back with a mystery guest. It feels like in Kill Bill, when every time they said Uma Thurman's character, they, they beeped it out. That's what this is going to feel like. So, going to school... You had a bodyguard. How close was this bodyguard? Tell me to what it looked like you walk into school. Um, Did you walk I, to school? I walked with a friend of mine to school because I would have loved to ridden because I was a little over a mile away from the school. So, um, so my best friend growing up lived right near me. So we would just walk to school together until the weather got bad. But um, he, he was the one that pre uh noticed right away he said why why is that car always following us <laughs> and, and i said that's like, all right that's my cousin he just feet, likes to keep an feet? eye hmm? was it like riding right alongside you was the uh, idea to be a... no he would he would be behind us and then he'd go ahead and park and then when we pat went past him uh, so and i wasn't supposed to know what he really? was doing but it didn't take me a, a long time yeah. to figure it out. I have a bit of a logical mind, yeah. so how, I knew what was going on. How long? How long? Uh, probably three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, was he armed? I'm sure. But you didn't. He never liked. No. Do you ever? No. Do you ever go to him and say, "Hey, this dude took my lunch money"? Can you? <laughs> no, but one time, I somebody was kind of dog in me and I don't even remember what happened but it wasn't we I went to a private school so it's not like we had any rivalry right, with other right. schools but um this one kid I don't for some reason just would aggravate me and um he got a little pushy one time and and uh, I just remembered I I said to him really don't want to do this okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and i just waved the hand and and within 
few seconds he was there and uh, they walked away talking and I never had a problem with him again. I can't so. imagine. <laughs> That's awesome. So what uh, what did your friends say? Was it a topic of conversation? Did it spread I, around? I, I'm going to say for a while I was oblivious to it. And then um, I had gone to my friend's house and my friend's father, who I just loved, he was a sweet man, and um, he's... We, we stopped, I think we were going to go swimming or something at his house, and he said, uh, I see your dad's having one of his meetings at the house. And I said, what? And he said, your dad's having one of his mafia meetings at the house, huh? And I went, no, they're playing cards. He goes, oh, is that what they call it now? <laughs> and I didn't, you know, I sort of laughed it off. Right. And so when I went home, I said to my mother i said jeez i said you know he uh, my friend's dad said my dad was having one of his mafia meetings and he said there there are less cadillacs at the cadillac dealership than are what in front of your house right now <laughs> and i they were all just uncles you know i didn't yeah. i didn't really pay that much attention and my mother goes shh get. so <laughs> she said you don't what did you say to him i said nothing i said well, they were playing cards she goes yeah they're playing cards that's all you gotta know and i went okay yeah, so this was as, as i got older i figured yeah. out what was going on because yeah. he he had a couple of businesses and huh. it wasn't trash removal or anything right, right. like that <laughs> It should have been, that would have been, you know, right, right for the story. So other than the one time you flexed your muscle for the bully on the playground and waved your guy over. Uh, well, I did give him the shake one time or the slip. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. And uh, I got in quite a bit of trouble for that. So, yeah. So the idea, and I'm, I'm were you ever afraid? Were you ever the conscious enough no, about the whole thing? No, because, you know, it was my cousin that was going to just make sure that nothing happened to me. So I just, he was my cousin. And huh. And when did, uh, I don't want to call it surveillance protection. Oh, that's probably not a good term either. But when did that stop? Did it? Probably my first year of college. By then, everything had settled down. And... Uh, I had had my, my cousins who I was close with, you know, I had talked to him one time and it was at a family, I think it was around the holidays. And I asked him, I said, you know, what's going on? You know, because mm -hmm. it, his brother had been killed oh. and he said, you know, it's stuff you don't need to know about. And he said, the less, you know, the better off you are. So when when you say killed shot with a gun he strangled was shot. with a piano wire no he was he was shot and stabbed in his as he entered his apartment wow and, and so it wasn't a robbery was, it, it was, was just a, it was wow so that didn't freak you out everything oh, no because everything went on high alert after that okay. so that's when the you know i the body or right. my cousin followed me around watching me all the time and uh then it wasn't 
prob it was probably after we moved here that my cousin that I had talked with was killed up in L.A. Same wow. type of and thing. And how many so, years apart? Uh, or is it months apart? Or how? Um, probably several years apart, but okay. he had been, they had sent him away, my cousin that was killed later here. Who, who sent him away? His parents. They he He moved out, actually. I believe he went to, he went to medical school, and he went to, like Grenada or someplace like that. So, so he was he was out of the game. Yeah. So he wasn't around. But it, after he came back, he started, you know, a practice. Had a pretty good practice going, and then, um, they had found him. He had been hung in his closet. So. That clearly wasn't necessarily punishment for him. It was a message to the um, to God. Some of the seniors in the family. That's messed up, man. I, that's just. I mean, it's not like that anymore. It, it, it just back then they used to. Um, I, this is a funny story. I had, I brought this girl home one time, and I said to my dad, "You were how old?" Roughly? Probably 16. Okay. And I said, um, this is this is a girl from school. And she, he said, I told him what her name was. And she said, oh, you probably know my grandfather. Um, and then she said what his name was. Well, my mother told the story after. She said, that was the first time I saw your father turn white because... Uh -huh. um, he just, he said, okay, well, we got some things we got to do, so I need you to go with me. So she left. Her Somebody came and picked her up, and he said, don't you ever go near her, talk to her, or utter one word to her as long as you live. And I wow. went, why? What? Did you? And he said, her grandfather is a very bad man. You do not want any part of him. And then he told me a couple of things about him, and I went, well, I won't go somewhere. <laughs> like what? What? Tell me something. What did he tell you? No, he, he, uh, he was uh, known as a hitman. Okay. And uh, his method was, you Slicing know, beheading neck. people. And, beheading? Yeah. Yeah, he Good was. God. So. Okay. So, okay, so you were high school. High school. Yeah. And she go to school with you? She did, but she left within a week of that. Really? So I always wondered if she was sent to the school yeah. to yeah. look for me. Because it was coincidence that, you know, she said, oh, I want to come meet your family. Well, and so I'm thinking it was something innocent. Yeah, like I would be, as as a teenager, I would be inclined, like one of the stories that I tell when I was in high school, I dated a girl for about a year and then her dad read an article about my dad in the paper and my dad's black as you know no and yes yes oh my god yeah <laughs> and and then he said we i we didn't want you dating anymore well of course we did and of course we talked but i would think that age tony which is nowhere near the stakes that that you were playing with 
But I would definitely say, hey, my dad said not to talk to you. What's up? You know? No, in fact, she said she wanted to come over, and I just made excuses and said, now I, you know, my friends and I are doing something this weekend. And, uh, and I just, because I would sit and have lunch with her sometimes, uh-huh. but then I just sort of, you know, turned into an asshole and ignored her. And just, But... You know, with what I heard, I I didn't need to know it. Right, right, (laughs) right. And you know what? Even if none of that was true, it's not worth the risk to know. No, (laughs) no, no. And and then later on, I looked up some things about him, and um, so this is somebody we could Google if you gave us a name. Sure. Okay. Not gonna happen. I'm hoping you, you just, like, have a lapse of time. Slip or something. Now, and just to give the listeners a little background, one of the first words he said to me when he got here was, I've talked to my lawyer, and this is what he said we could talk about, et cetera. We, we have, uh, um, in fact, now it's his, our, our main lawyer, it's his son that we talked to, and soon it would probably be his grandson because that's... How long? But anything that I think I need to run by him, I just uh-huh. call him and say, "Hey, what's is, is it okay if I do this?" When I first told him, he said, "I wouldn't. Why would really? you do that?" And I said, "He said, what are you getting out of it?" And I went, "Nothing." I said, "It's just it's so long ago now that it yeah. it's not really relevant." And he said, "It could become relevant in a minute." So, so. And I was adopted by my stepfather, but after that, I went back to so my original name. It, it was your stepfather who was tied up with all the stuff. Yeah. Okay. And how'd your how'd your mom feel about that? She. It you was at that, about that point. I was a teenager, and it was my decision, and yeah. she understood. So. Yeah. Wow, because that's but it was it was a very well known family, and when I started school, um, that was my last name, um, and then mid year I switched it back. So you switched it from Brasco to Gotti, um, or Gotti close. to Brasco, um, Hoffa to Hoffa. Hoff, <laughs> Hoffa to Hoffman. <laughs> that's fine. So now, as a kid growing up, you probably. Because with me, growing up, my memories as a young, like, 10 through 13, 14, 15, is we always had hippies at the house. We always had freedom fighters and peace, love. This was 60s, you know, late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, we, we had meetings about Angela Davis, and we had, obviously, Martin Luther King, and we had all these things going on that were timely. Then looking back with an adult view, I, I see that there were some things that were, I don't want to say insidious, but there was clearly more to it. Um, and then there was other stuff that I've made more of it in my head. Yeah, that and I, I think that that happens, and it's the same. I There's certain things I would never talk about. I just, it, it serves no purpose. But other things I think so are kind of interesting. Hmm? Satiate my curiosity. Oh, (laughs) I don't care about your curiosity. You know what curiosity did to the cat, don't you? (laughs) Uh, 
No, it was, I, I look back and I know very specific things. In fact, one, to, I'll get, this is a example a of how, yeah. Um, when I got my license, my mother every year got a new car. My dad gave her a new car every year for her birthday. And it was always either a red Cadillac or a white Cadillac. There was never any What did you do with the old cars? Did you trade them in or sell mm-hmm. them? Yeah. No, okay. he would okay. just turn them in. Right. And uh, so he said, come on, let's go get your mother a car. And I said, and I didn't want to go. I went, of course not. Why? Right. Yeah. What? Isn't it red this year? <laughs> and and he said, no, I think, I think we got to give her something a little... A little more sporty and I went oh okay so we went to the and I should have known we went on a Sunday and the dealerships weren't open okay <laughs> but they were open we, right. we went in and we were walking around the showroom and then we went up to like the third or fourth floor and he said what do you think about these cars and I looked and I went holy crap he said what about that one there I said, that is so nice. It was a uh, uh, convertible. Of course. Um, you drove up in a convertible. Yeah. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was... With a bodyguard. It was gold color. It had buckskin leather in it. And it was okay. just gorgeous. And I said, yeah, I had big, big factory mag rims on it. It was an Electra, Buick Electra. Okay. And uh, I said, yeah, she'd love that. So, anyway, the my mother's birthday rolls around, and usually they would just bring the car, drop it off, and that would be it. Well, they bring the car, and he says, my dad said, hey, look, your car's here. And my mother looks out the window, she goes, what is that? <laughs> and he said, she said, he said, well, I thought we'd mix it up this year. And she goes, I don't want it. She said, I'll keep my old one. And... He said, well, what are we going to do about this one? She said, I don't care what you do with it. And then he tossed me the keys. Uh, so that was kind of a... That was, was, a was it set up the whole time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so nice. anyway, but that's the way he he treated me and my two sisters like like royalty. I mean, did, he was, have a, did he have any of his own kids? No. So, okay, so no. you guys were his only... No, and he was... After my father, my father died at 41, okay, and, and my mother your remarried. Your father? My, my. Ori- yes. Yes. Okay. And your mother remarried, okay. Yeah, and she remarried my stepdad, who she was engaged to before she married my biological father. Really? So it was kind of a full circle for her, and, and I had never seen her happier in my whole life she just he they were each other's world and um and we i i'd gone up to my friends swimming one time and i came home and from school and i was getting clothes to go up there and i think i may have asked my sister if she wanted to go and she didn't want to go so he said what where are you why are you going up there to swim and I said, well, they just had a pool put in. And I said, um, and he said, well, we have a pool out there, but it was one of those round, you Above know, ground, yeah, way pools. at yeah. the end of the, you know, way down at the end of our lot. And, and I said, he's got an in-ground pool and it's really nice. Well, 
it was just about a week later I come home and there's a excavating truck out in front of the house and I went into the house because the the gate was taken down and I said what's going on she said your father's putting a pool in for you guys and I went he's putting a pool in and it was a, it was huge ah! when I tell you it was it was 26 by 52 in ground that's and a big pool I'm it, a pool guy I know, I know my, pools. my wife said uh, I've seen smaller pools at hotels yeah <laughs> and uh, it was when we looked out the hole was massive and I said well it can't be that big well pretty close was, right? <laughs> minus and, about four inches of concrete and plaster <laughs> yeah and it was and so from that point on we'd have parties all the time at the house and and then one winter we were we were going out to my uncle's, my aunt and uncle's house. They lived out in the country, and they had snowmobiles. What? So I I was driving at the time, and I told my dad I was going out, you know, to my aunt's house. And he said, what are you going out there for? I said, oh, we're going to ride snowmobiles tonight. So I had done that two or three times. And then Christmas comes, and there's a big truck in the driveway, and... I said, now what did he buy? And uh, my mother said, I don't know. He said, you can't, you can't go out snowmobiling tonight because you got to help him unload, whatever. And I said, okay. Well, he opens up the back, and it was three new snow. What snowmobiles? Snow, um, they were, at the time, it was real hot. They were chaparral. Um, snowmobiles liquid cooled really fast wow. three of me got one for each of us wow so we didn't even have to ask when we wanted <laughs> something we just mention it you mentioned it but you got a swimming pool he was you got some snowmobiles yeah now were their bodies buried in the pool no no Are but sure that jimmy guy keeps hanging around <laughs> I don't understand. So, so now so, did you have the reputation? I mean, I have to believe once you get to high school that oh, look, he's got a new pool. Oh, look, he has a jet ski. He's a rich, spoiled kid. I mean, did you have any of that? I mean, or were just all of your friends rich? <laughs> no, in fact, uh, my school was very small. Okay. My graduating class, I think, was thirty-two. Holy moly, that's small. So. You know, most of the kids that I went to school with, I was friends with, so I'd invite them over. And, yeah. um, you know, like when I got my car, I was the first one to get my license, I think. So I'd be carting everybody around all the time, and and it just, you know, they were just all good friends. Yeah, and with, uh... and I still keep in touch with quite a few of them. Really? So, and they, they all, um, a couple of them had the same type of life experiences oh, that I had okay. so it wasn't there was now, really nothing out of the order. life experience rival families was it all under the same no, umbrella no no okay. we I think at that point things were calming down and my my father was sliding out of mm -hmm. you know Whatever it was that he Whatever, did. Yeah. yeah. The garbage business. Yeah. No, it wasn't garbage. 
Did you ever watch shows? It was this white powdery shit. Right. I don't know what the hell. It was. But my friends loved it. <laughs> do you do you, do you ever watch things and watch like? Did you watch The Sopranos or whatever? Like, yeah, and, I'd and, watch and see the kids of them and say, "Come on now." Wait, uh, you know, I watched it and I would say, "Well." I can say I was never a little asshole like some of those kids were because I had more respect. And I think because I came into it later in the game. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't brought up entitled. Yeah, Yeah. and it may have been different. but and uh, So did your dad, your birth dad, know this guy? No, I don't think. Not at all? I don't even, yeah, I don't even, my dad died when I was six. Okay. So I don't remember him. I don't. If I didn't see a picture, I wouldn't know no. what he looked okay. like. I was just wondering, hopefully stirring up some real painful memories for No, him. no. In fact, no. Um, when when my mom died, that was her dilemma. She said, you know, do I get buried next to the husband of my children or the man I spent the happiest years of my life with? What you choose? We cremated her and put her on both. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. So that's funny when people talk about heaven or afterlife or everything. You always wonder what year, like how old are you going to be, or who are you going? Like if you do remarry, like that's a perfect example. Yeah. You know what? What do you? I, you know, I I kind of think about that. Like, or when you lose a child or yeah. something. Yeah. You, you know, how is it going to be? Is is there an afterlife? Are yeah. you going to see it? And. I, I remember visiting my mother when she was, you know, in her final stages. And um, I said something to her about she was sleeping. And when she, I went in, I just sat next to her and I was looking at her. And I thought, boy, you know, for after my dad died, she was left with all the kids and and worked two full time jobs wow. all the time until she met my Stepdad, John Gotti, Junior. Yeah, it's half of you. <laughs> when she woke up, I said something to her about. She said, "You know, it's the strangest thing. I think I had oh two nephews and two nieces that have died. Really? And my when you mother, say died, um, were they killed or did they die? One, Not the, one it, was killed. Really? And uh, by her husband, and then he killed himself. Dude." And then the other two were hit by drunk drivers and killed walking on a sidewalk of all things. So, wow. That's... Um, so, but my mother said my one niece showed up. She said she came and sat on the end of the bed. And I said to my mother, oh, really? And she said, she said, Grandma, don't worry about it. Everything that you love, everything that makes you happy is going to be here. And... Uh, my my mother always had a fear of dying until and she said after that and i and she said and i've seen your father at the foot of the bed and i said really and i said which one and she said um your father well my stepfather was my father cuz he's right. the only one i remembered right. and uh so I never didn't push her on it because I didn't. I wanted to believe that's what it was. Sure. So, um, and and she was totally calm after that. Wow. She did. 
I hope there's a panacea, whether it's you believe this vision or whatever. But if, again, if it provides us a certain level of peace, then... Yeah, and I, you know, she was... We were raised Catholic. Okay. So, you know, we would go... I remember, oh my God, being dragged into the church when I would just as soon stay home. And, and um, my mother, you know, would... She'd bend down and whisper something in Italian, and it was... Those women up there—they're the ones you gotta watch for," <laughs> she said. When they go to the rail twice, twice a day. <laughs> so it was. My mother was a very laugh. She could find something funny in everything. Nice. It didn't matter. So. Nice. And I said, when you're raising all these kids, you gotta have a sense of humor. Yeah. Are your sisters older, or younger? All my brothers are older than I am, okay. and my sisters are younger. Okay, how many brothers do you have? A lot. <laughs> Over to five? Over five. Shut up. And how many sisters? Three. Wow. So, my dad's one of 15. Over or under? Just a little under. Or push? Just a, just a <laughs> little under. Wow. Now, what about them? How do they feel about Did they have they, similar... They were never... This was when my mother remarried. Right. So my two sisters, I'm the youngest of the boys. Okay. So my two sisters who were younger. younger. Okay. And then my mom raised a stepsister who she passed away of COVID not too long really? ago. Really? Yeah. Huh. But, um, so. So you, you're, you're a, other brothers have to have a clue? No? Well, I think they all, because most of them worked for him at one time or another. <laughs> it's not a mystery. Okay, so... But they never, you... they were, um, they were just all making money at that point. Yeah. And I, and it was, like I said, I, I, there's nothing in my life I can complain about because even as a kid, when my dad died, I just remembered, you know, why is everybody crying? Yeah. You know? And then my mother, when my dad died, was pregnant. And wow. we'd go to the cemetery, and I'd be holding my one sister in the, in the front seat, no car seat. Of course not, right? <laughs> and we'd be at the cemetery, and I'd think, you know, all my friends would say, you go to the cemetery? Ugh. And I went, don't bother me. Yeah. And we'd go at night, and I'd... This one night I said to my mother, I was putting my sister's boots on and getting my coat ready, and she said, where do you think you're going? I said, aren't we going to the cemetery to cry? Because <laughs> she would just go and cry in the yeah. cemetery. And then, yeah. then she realized, I think I might be doing a little damage here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but like I said, I just she worked all. So she dated your stepdad. Yeah. Then... Married your dad, mm -hmm. pumped out 13, 14 kids, something like that. And then... They were all from my by my original right, father, right. right. But then pumped out all the kids and then married your stepdad. Correct. And the three of you were the only ones... Separate, really yeah. So we really were separate families. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, after my dad died, it was a struggle. My mother had all those. Oh, I can imagine. And then when 
she married my stepdad, which was about five years Carmine? after. Is Carmine? Huh? Ragu. Ragu. <laughs> we called ragu. him the big ragu. The big ragu. <laughs> <laughs> but when he married her, um, like I said, at, from that point forward, my sisters and I got the best of everything. Wow. And, you know. How do your older siblings feel about that? Was there ever any. They were real annoyed with me in the beginning because they didn't think I should call him dad. Uh -huh. And to me and my What's sisters, the gap between you and your next oldest, five years. Okay. So you know That's when significant. I, yeah, and when I moved, um, it was almost like we were three only children. It, it, it sounds silly, but no, no, I get it. Yeah. You know, like only children get spoiled. Right. Hey, Daddy, I want a golden goose. Here we go again. All right, sweetheart. All right, Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. I want one. I want a golden goose. I mean, when I say we got spoiled, we that's not an understatement. Well, we, clearly not. He dug you a pool. He gave you the top line snowmobiles. But, little and, cocaine in the lunchbox? Uh, no, I <laughs> we played a game, geocaching. I went looking for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, like, before I, I push this any further, was there cocaine involved? No. Okay. No All drugs. Right. Okay. No drugs. Okay. Just wanted no to make drugs. sure. But now I feel safe joking about it. Yeah, it, yeah. It was a real cocaine drug. There was no no <laughs> drugs at all. Podcast. Merchandise. Okay. <laughs> In fact, my cousin who has he probably died eight nine years ago, who I just idolized. I just loved him. He was. Um, and this one time I was in high school, and I because I had my license. And he said, come on, we got to make a trip down to Virginia. And my dad said, what are you going to Virginia for? Because he was using one of the company tractor trailers. And uh, he said, I'm moving stuff. Because he had, he had been in Virginia keeping a low profile for a while. Okay. So we go... My dad said, well, and he asked if I could go. And I said, and at first I said, I don't want to go riding right. a fucking truck. Oh, oh. It's all right. I'm beeping a lot of oh, stuff this okay. episode. And you riding, can curse anyway. Riding ahead. in a yeah. truck. And he says, uh, he said, no, go. It'll be good for you. I, he said, you know, spend some time. And I think my dad wanted me basically to keep an eye on his nephew. Uh. So... So we go down there and... And how old are you at this point? I was... Old enough to drive? Yes, 17 okay. probably. Okay. No, I was 16 because I just avoided being arrested by the skin of my teeth. Go on. Because the tractor trailer <laughs> that he took was loaded with merchandise and he was picked up for interstate transportation of stolen property. Oh my lord. So he was in trouble, went away for a while, but then he turned he He flipped. Rat. Yeah. He's a rat. <laughs> yeah, so he went into um Witsack? Very similar. Okay. Yeah. And uh not, you don't know where he is, right? I did. 
Yeah, because really? he and I were real close. Okay. And he had a wife and a child, and I knew where they lived, but nobody, I, like I didn't tell anybody where right. they lived. And then eventually my parents weaseled it out of me. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, he he got in a lot of trouble, and and it put my fat, my father in a real predicament yeah. yeah because it's his nephew and i'm with him yeah and uh you know he my cousin protected me how did you not get arrested Just... because he he said that when he made his deal right um he said the only way he would talk if this was the condition and then you know our my dad's attorneys were in involved in it and I'd never I'd never had to either say yes no maybe because I played completely dumb I didn't know what was in the truck I didn't did and you I really had no know reason or did you play no I did I thought it was an empty truck oh wow okay so you weren't playing dumb no no mm-hmm. I I'm real good at it yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> typecasting yeah <laughs> just saying um but it was like I said it was I wish now I had asked more questions mm-hmm. just for curiosity's sake. But now I, I look at certain situations that happened and I, it kind of makes sense. Some things sort of make sense now. Right, so. In retrospect. Yeah. Huh. So it, he, when you say he made a deal and he went into it, because all you ever see, I think, unfortunately, Hollywood col- colors a lot of the way we see the world, a lot of the world. So yeah. you've never seen a, a police movie or a police TV series. There's always at least one corrupt, dirty cop. Always. Right. In every every episode or every show, every series, every whatever. There's never anybody who goes into witness protection who doesn't get killed. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they're real good about that. And, and what had happened is I think at that point my dad still had a lot of power. Okay. Okay. And um, and it was funny because once he retired, there was his. They flipped their lifestyle completely. Now about how old were you when he retired? Uh, it was right after we got married. Okay, so forty six years ago. Yeah, that's because it's a guy right here. Forty five yeah. years. Wow. And. Uh, and there's a there's a couple of things that happen, but I don't tell me what you can't tell me. Tell me what you can tell me. Hmm. I is the is the Cadillac you drove up in paid for? Is it paid is it legit? For? I mean, oh, of yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I bought it when I got here, and it was a confiscated drug <laughs> deal car. So. <laughs> It just it just it's fell right crying. into my lap. Imagine that. <laughs> I mean, this is clearly it's not a huge deal. You don't you're not anonymous in life. I mean, you no, go through life. No, but I just it is enough of a deal that you talk to attorneys to see yeah, what you can I, talk about. And... Because what I noticed is a lot of the younger people coming up now mm. they want to dig into some of the stuff 
that happened years and years ago and it piques their interest and like you said with the computer this stuff is real accessible and so he, he just said i think you're fine you know but here's and he brought that up saying that you know these young he called them uh, internet sleuths yeah. that think they, you know, can get a hold of something juicy yeah. and they do it. And it, and it ends up, you know, there's there's nothing salacious right. here. It's just, it was the way things happened. An example, when when I was 16, you could drink at 18, okay? So... Um, once I turned 18 and in the town where I lived, everybody knew my family. And and if a cop happened to see you and you might have had something to and I'm not saying it's an excuse for drinking while you're driving, it, but it, it sounds back, like you are. Back then, we, no, we, we you just know, and it's did true. it. It is true. It's, and, you know, the lights would come on. He'd say, get in the car. And then another cop would drive my car home, put it in the driveway, walk me to the front door and say, Wow. And, hey, dummy. Yeah. Don't drink it. But one time I was going to tell you, that's when I saw, because my dad was the most even-keeled person you would ever want to meet. And I saw him mad maybe three times in my life. Wow. And one of them was... How many uh, times did he shoot somebody when he was mad? No, he didn't. Okay. But <laughs> he he scared me this time because I had taken my car down to get an oil change. And uh, when they, I had gone to a place that was called Fire, Firestone, Firestone, you know, yeah. and they were notorious for you go and get an oil change. And then they'd say, you need this, this, right. this, and this. Well, I remembered it should have been like, Fourteen dollars right. back then, right? And I went in, and he put this thing in front of me, and it said one hundred and nineteen dollars. And I went for a. I said, "This is not mine. It's an oil change." Right. And he said, "You signed here that if we find something that needed to be done, that your signature gives me the go ahead to do it." Wow. So, and he said. And I said, no, I said. Did you go to your, your standby line? You really don't want to do this. I, I, said, I said, well, I'll have my dad come down and talk to you. And he said something like, I don't give a shit who you send down here. I'll put a mechanic's lien on your right. car and you'll never get it back. So I was like a wreck. So right. I'm going back home going, well, my dad's going to yell at me. So. I go in and I tell him, and he goes, get in the car. So we get in the car, <laughs> we drive down there, and this is exactly what happened. We we walk in there, and my dad stops behind me and turns the sign around so it says closed. Okay. And I go, um, and he goes, my son's got a problem here. Where's his car? Because he's not getting that car until he pays $119. And my dad goes, really? And he goes, let me see your paperwork. 
So he's, and my dad crumples it up, and the guy comes around from behind the thing, and it was so fast. My dad had him by the neck and slammed him up against the wall, and all of these, you know, the plaques, like the best, (laughs) that just all fell to the floor. And my dad said to him, where's his keys? And he's, something was said, and my dad said, get your keys. And I, because I knew what my car right, keys right. were on, so I got him, and he said, go get your car and go home. And I didn't want to leave, because right. I'm thinking, this is getting good right, now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember I got home. My dad comes home, and he said, um, anything needs to be done to your car you take it down there and you talk to him uh, I got new tires I got new brakes I never paid for anything wow. when I went in so I don't know what the conversation right. was but to idea. me <laughs> and to me that was really cool so I would then I'd say something like do you know who my father is did you go to that car very often I, 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 I did it a couple of times, couple times, and then my dad set me straight real quick. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a great life growing up. And like I said, a couple of times I gave the the slip to um, Rocky that was taking. His care name of was Rocky. Well, his name was Rocco. Rocco. Okay. Yeah. All right, Rocco. That's yeah. fitting. Um, what do you got for time? Uh, about five minutes. Oh, but I we can do some other time if you want, because there's a couple of cute ones that are okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, we can just stop then. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break today. My guest is Nathan Stahl. Every time I say the name and it's beeped out. You guys know why. But anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to hear some more great stories about life in the mafia. Do you call it mafia? Am I allowed to say mafia? We called it the organization. The organization. Now, did you really call it the organization? Did they call it the organization? They called it the club. The club. Interesting. Interesting. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with our uh, resident mafia, uh, corporation, company. What are you calling it? Club. Well, that's going to do it for part one. And given the recent attack on Salman Rushdie that shows that absolutely no amount of time is too much time to be vulnerable to an attack by one of your enemies. Assuming nothing bad happens and no fallout happens, we're going to have a part two. We're going to welcome our guest back and tell a few more stories of the club and things he went through. And I look forward to it. I can't wait. Thanks for listening, folks. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa, outro, 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 outro. That is going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Please subscribe, like, comment, and support the show at Tony on the Mic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the TikTok. All of these platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also support the show on our Patreon page and contact Tony on the Mic at TonyOnTheMic.com for sponsorship opportunities and content suggestions. I want to thank my sponsors and the support side, including associate producer Gary Lawrence. 